Eating is such a vivid experience, and eating with others is pretty intimate. We use all five senses, sight, smell, touch, taste, and sound. All five. (laughs) What else do you use all five senses for? So when we have an experience that surrounds a meal, it only heightens the memory. As Marcel Proust wrote, I feel something start within me, something that leaves its resting place and attempts to rise, something that has been embedded like an anchor at a great depth. I do not know yet what it is, but I can feel it mounting slowly. I can measure the resistance. I can hear the echo of the great spaces traversed. Will it ultimately reach the clear surface of my consciousness? This memory, this old dead moment, which the magnetism of an identical moment has traveled so far to importune, to disturb, to raise up out of the very depths of my being? I cannot tell. Now I feel nothing. It has stopped and perhaps sunk back into its darkness from which who can say whether it will ever rise again? Ten times over I must essay the task, must lean down over the abyss, and each time the cowardice that deters us from every difficult task, every important enterprise, has urged me to leave this thing alone, to drink my tea, and to think merely of the worries of today and my hopes for tomorrow, which can be brooded over painlessly. And suddenly, the memory revealed itself. I'm Rosa Tran, and you're listening to Taste of Regret. We're going to kick off this season on a lighter note. Our guest today is somebody you might know. Um, He is super talented and funny. I am the creator of the show that I'm working on called Final Space, Olin Rogers. Hey! (laughs) Am I supposed to say hey right there? Yeah, you can say hey there. Hey! (laughs) Uh, So normally I would do a pre-interview and and know the story ahead of time, but I trust Olin. You know, I work with Olin. Yeah. And he just gave he just gave me his recipe. He just sent over. A re- He's like, I got a story for you, and sent me a recipe. And I was like, Okay, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make it. Let's see where we go from there. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. So yeah, what what do you, what is the uh, where do we start? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the well? Your thing is. Uh, chicken egg rolls. Yeah, it's like spring rolls. Yeah, spring rolls. That's what my mom called them. Spring rolls. Okay. I don't even know if they're they are spring rolls. Okay, but that's what she calls them. Okay, hey. <laughs> and the thing is, they have egg in it and stuff. It's like I think these are egg rolls, but she just always called them spring rolls. I think they use those words synonymously. Yeah. Egg rolls or spring rolls. I call them egg rolls. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people call them spring rolls. I'm pretty positive that they're egg rolls, but because my mom always called them spring rolls, I just call them spring rolls. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you had one of these? Oh man, I don't even remember. I, the only thing I, I think I remember, I think I think the last time I had them was when I made them for my now wife. Um, and that was a <laughs> kind of an interesting time. But the, before that, my mom always made these 
very rare. These were very rare occurrences. Um, she never made them kind of for us. She always made them for like potlucks. <laughs> Like anytime that there was something at work, like a gathering, she yeah. would be like, okay, I'm going to make this. I know people like this. They rave about it. Right. You can have a couple. Okay. <laughs> and then she would, while doing that, because I guess because you just make so many of them. Yeah. Um, but, you get like the broken ones. Yeah. She was, <laughs> she would kind of just like make a small batch for us. And I love these things. And I would always beg my mom, like, make these all the time. Come on. just. But I guess they're a lot of work. They're you a lot know? of work, yeah. And she's, she was a working mom. She worked, you know, pretty much her entire life. And she actually, the crazy thing about her, I don't even know if this is relevant, but she has, like, a, a rare foot condition hmm. where her feet are curled. Her hmm. toes are curled. It's a genetic thing. Wow. And so she, in her entire life, has pretty much worked on her feet yeah. and all these doctors pretty much said it's like you're never going to be able to run Ugh. you're never going to be able to kind of do all this stuff and she's gotten surgery on her feet probably i want to say like three or four times wow. it's just full of metal pins yeah. at this point like it's i don't even know how much is bone it, it like her feet are that she's like the bi- she's literally the bionic woman. i know and she even told me once she was like if I could cut my feet off and get oh. new ones, I would do it in a heartbeat. And it's like, she's crazy. She's super tough. It's like, I never like, that's why she was like, you know, she was always working right. and she was working on this. I remember like at Best Buy, she worked at Best Buy for the longest time and she just got done with surgery and they made her work with her <gasps> cast on. No. Yeah. And she had to do it, you know, because she was a working mom. So right. she didn't have time to make spring, spring rolls, rolls. <laughs> for little Olin, you know. Um, and But whenever she did, it was like a treat. It was it was an awesome treat. And the thing that made them so good is like they were awesome fresh. Yeah. But then if you just put it in like the fridge or whatever, yeah. they were just as good like cold. And that was like she did two dishes. She does two really, really good dishes. Right. One's the spring rolls mm-hmm. and the other is a lasagna. Oh, and I like the lasagna a lot. My brother loves it. Yeah. She gave him the recipe, and my brother will never give me the recipe. What? I don't have the recipe to this thing. She was like, okay, since he gets that, you get the recipe for the spring rolls. You guys, but you guys both can't. <laughs> she said, we can't, we can't give each other the, the recipe. So I had this recipe um, pretty much, you know kind of around the time out of like college mm-hmm. and I was like, man, you know, Hey, my now like girlfriend in college is coming over. I'm going to impress her. I'm oh. going to make spring rolls. You know, <laughs> I don't know any, how to make anything else. Nothing, nothing else. I, I like pretty much the only thing I could make was like hot wings. I would do a poor man's wings. What's poor man's wings? You don't have a deep fryer. So you just get a pot with oil and you just dump <laughs> chicken in there. Um, but they were so good. But man, I got so many stomach aches from that. I had to stop. But yeah. essentially, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to make spring rolls. And my apartment, I have to dive into this, what this apartment was at the, at the time, because the setting is is everything for this, is I, I had this apartment at Trinity Lakes apartment. Okay. Yeah. In Cordova, Tennessee. They called it the Dirty Dova. <laughs> and I, this apartment, I've, I pretty much lived in my entire college, you know, career, just kind of, uh, this was where I stayed. I didn't stay in a dorm room. I stayed in this little apartment with my brother. Um, and pretty much the AC would go out every single summer, not just once, like 17 times oh. during the summer. 
They never replaced it. They'd always get a guy to come out and you would go out and you would see what was wrong with it. It was like the Freon was so like cold in one part that it had a massive ice chunk. It froze over. It froze over. But it was like (laughs) every time I went out there, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. (laughs) It was getting nuts. And so pretty much I told, uh, I kept, I would always call them up and say, hey, AC's out. Can you come fix it? They would come. Yeah. They would just fill it up with Freon. That's it. And they would just kind of keep uh, keep it alive, and you know, pretty much for however long. And finally, the last time that I was going to make these spring rolls, I was like, "Come over tonight. Let's make some spring rolls." Was the AC working? The AC decided to to go out. <gasps> <laughs> I already planned this this date. Okay, <laughs> this was going down. No okay, was what. this like the seventh date? Like. This well, we had an interesting relationship. It was it was like we were on and off again mm-hmm. for like a couple of years, you know, because she, she was in in college in uh, Mississippi State and I was in University of Memphis, mm-hmm. and so we just kind of would like break up and then get back together. Like we just every time we broke apart, we're like, God, just can't live without this person, kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so this this was like right on the cusp of us coming back together. So I was like, All right, I'm gonna impress her. You know, let's, here we go. Spring rolls. Let's do it. I didn't want to cancel this thing. Yeah. Okay. I was committed. And the guy was like, okay, look, the AC's out. We can't fix it until Monday. And it was a <sighs> Friday night. And I was like, all right. Okay. And he's like, well, we can put you up in a, in, in one of our rental apartments with AC. And I was like, I'm so stubborn that I was like, no, <laughs> I want the comfort of my own place. You know, I don't want to go to a right. random place. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here. It's not going to be that bad. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. It was kind of cool. You know, like it was like, it's not going to be that bad. I didn't account for how hot making spring rolls was in a small apartment. So I started, <laughs> she comes over, you know, and it's, it's kind of hot. It's a little hot in there. And I start making these spring rolls. Wait a minute. You didn't even have them done before she no, came? No, no, no. So she goes into the, I made like a, a little movie room in this like little sunroom. Okay. Which is like even dumber that I, that I decided, Hey, chill in the sunroom <laughs> while I go make spring rolls. And so we were watching King of Queens. I remember I just mm-hmm. got the box set. We love that show. And I start making these spring rolls and it gets so freaking hot. I'm talking Bowser's flip flops. It was so hot. It was smoking, you know, like it was just like. I started frying these things. And the thing is, it's not just one spring roll. No. It's like a batch. It's like 30 to 40 spring rolls. I'm sitting there just frying <laughs> 30 to 40 spring rolls. And it's just getting hotter and hotter. hotter. And I'm like, I gotta. I start taking off my shirt. I'm oh, like, I'm you not, can't take off. You can't be naked deep frying. I'm sweating. I'm like, this is, in, this is getting intense. It's like I'm frying these things. And it's like the grease is popping in my face and she's in there watching King of Queens and it's just the temperature slowly (laughs) rising in this place. And finally, you know, I get done with the spring rolls and, you know, I kind of bring them over and and it was just so hot. The spring rolls were like the temperature was hot. It was so hot in there. We're just sweating. I'm talking pouring sweat eating these spring rolls. (laughs) And... We are just like, we're opening windows and it's like, it's just, you cannot escape this heat that, that was there. And it was just, it was the hottest I've ever been in my entire life. 
and just making those sprinkles, but they were delicious. Oh my God. They were so good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the last time that I actually had those things, right. but it's a, it was a good memory, yeah. you know, like it was just like, I look back on it and I just think that was a, that was a, a goofy, stupid, you know, young <laughs> Olin decided he's going to go all out and he just fails miserably. Um, Did you win her over then? Obviously. Yeah. Well, we got married. (laughs) But I think it was like, I think, I guess what she probably saw was like, he's really trying. (laughs) He's trying. (laughs) He's making spring. It's hot. It is hot. She's like, should I say something? I could imagine. What's the conversation (laughs) happening? She's watching King of Queens and she's hearing all this stuff. I know. She had to be so hot. You know, like she she didn't really say much. She, She was just like, I could tell she was sweating and she was like, man, these are good spring rolls. <laughs> and it's like, no, you could say that it's the hottest piss in here, please. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's the last time I had those things. Oh, well. But. <laughs> uh, question. Did you ever, have you made those for your mother? No, never, never. I never made those for my mom. Um, I'm okay at it. She's really good at it. Um, and it's crazy. She got the. The recipe, um, my dad was in the Marines, okay, and we, I was actually uh, a baby at the time, but she was in Saudi Arabia. Wow. And I was this close to being born in Saudi Arabia, like on a military base, like wow. that close. Yeah. And apparently, like, all these, like, military wives at the time would just kind of get together and, you know, they would just kind of share recipes. And one of them had this recipe for the, for the spring rolls, and... I don't even think she was Asian or any, or any yeah. like she, she just like had this recipe and was like, here, you know, try to go make it. And yeah. that's where she ended up getting it. But I, I never made it for her because, uh, she didn't give it to me until I was in college. <laughs> so it's like, she kind of held on to that thing with like a death grip. Um, but I never made it for her. That'd be interesting to do though. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, so where did you meet Rachel? Uh, Rachel, I met Rachel in essentially high school, Carville High School. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like in Memphis on the outskirts. I hate that town. <laughs> I hate that town. I can tell you some stories from that town, but it's like essentially the, the reason why I hate this, the, my town, my, my little high school town is, uh, I was doing, I was getting into video production and the year before that, my senior year, I graduated and I did all these videos and I actually became most humorous, yeah. which is a pretty amazing feat considering that the entire high school career, I was picked on, bullied. Sure. I ran home mm. from people, you know, wanting to beat me up. And then somehow senior year, basically I showed, I just came out of my shell and I was like, I'm funny. I know I'm funny. And I started making a lot of videos for the TV production and then every all of them were like, "Hey, man, come hang out with us this week." Of and like, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not falling for this thing. You're not a real person. Um, so I never hung out with them. I just stuck with my 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 friends. And that next year, we we were like, "Okay, YouTube is starting up. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a cool little video that we had. Let's go out and shoot." This video where we dress up as like these Vietnam vets <laughs> and they just scream Lake Ponch. Okay. It's the dumbest video. It's actually, there's one of them on, on YouTube. It's called Lake Ponch. It's on Balloon Shop's channel. And essentially we we're going to do a sequel to that. And this lake was behind the high school. Well, somebody saw us walking <gasps> behind the high school in military Uh-oh. 
fatigues, okay? And like they called the cops. <gasps> and so when we started to film this thing, I'm talking like we, we got like halfway to screaming lake punch. We start hearing helicopters. The entire school shuts down, <gasps> lockdown style, okay? SWAT, dogs, they were like, get down on the ground right now. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Is it us? Or is this, what's going on? So we get down and they were like, they, they bring this dog over like right to my face. And like, if you move one inch, it's going to rip your face off. And I'm like, oh my, what is happening right now? And we walk out to every cop in this town there, okay? And we were doing something innocent, just filming right. a video. I don't blame the person. Of course. I probably would have done the same thing. Sure. Seeing three idiots walking with fatigues behind high school to a lake, you know? Like, what are they going to do, you know? And, but the thing is that was really annoying is I walk out and all the teachers and the principal was there. They all knew who I was. And they just kind of were like, you know, they had a chance to kind of like vouch for us. Yeah, to say, oh, no, he's yeah. probably working on a video yeah. or something. They, they, I'm talking the TV production teacher was there. Yeah. Every teacher was there right in front of us, and they all just turned their backs and walked oh, away. And I said, this is a terrible town. And that, that principal got ended up getting a DUI and all this stuff. It's like, he wasn't a good guy. There, there was not a lot of good people um, there, but there were some great teachers there. Like, yeah. there's still one teacher, the, the, the class that I ended up meeting Rachel in, um, we still talk to that art teacher. Like... I met her in art class. I, I basically um, came from Fairgrove, Missouri. <laughs> it was like, which is funny because I actually was in Carville High School, moved away for six months, came back to Carville High School, and essentially uh, walked in the class and she was there. So, and then essentially, uh, I asked her to prom. She said no. <sighs> she said no to me. Um, and then. Well, but granted, I should probably put context that I asked a few other people before her. Oh, my goodness. See, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> I know. But look, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. I didn't think she was going to say yes. You know, like, and, and I was just wanted to go as like, yeah, at, the, at the time, it's like just a friend. Like, hey, come on. Just come in. I didn't know that she liked me. Okay. I didn't. I, I, were the signs not there? The they signs were not there for me. I was, I was on a different wavelength at the time. And then I graduated. Uh, she was a class below me, but we're the same age. Um, and then essentially I came back from college and I was in like community college. Okay. And not a very fancy college at all. Um, and I walked through the halls and I just felt cool. <laughs> right. I felt like I was like, man, cool. you know, I'm a college guy walking around the class. Just got to get a, a note for, to go to university of Memphis, you know? And, um, I ran into her and I got her number. I was like, Hey, we should hang out sometime, you know? And I got her number and then, uh, yeah, we started hanging out and then just from there, just never stopped hanging out. So it's, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. That's so sweet. Did you know when you said, let's start hanging out that, did you like her? Yeah. I mean, I think it was, um, I think it was something that, I mean, that's exactly why I asked for a number. I was like, Hey, okay. So you knew now. Yeah. Now I, was like, knew. I was like, you're looking good. I was like, come on, like, let's, uh, let's go hang out. Um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was pretty evident, yeah, that I liked her, she liked me, and then we we ended up hanging out. And uh, I had just got done with, like, a nasty breakup that my heart got ripped out of my chest. So I was, like, pretty on guard yeah. for a long time. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm always oblivious to stuff like that. I went on seven dates with husband yeah. and thinking, oh, I guess he just wants to hang out because he would ask me out to dinner. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, would not kiss me, would just like give me a hug and then leave. And then 
would text the next day and said, hey, would you like to have dinner again next week? And I'm like, sure, yeah, of course, sounds great. Wouldn't kiss me again. (laughs) Seven dates in a row, he would do this. And he would take me out to nice places. And I'm like, okay, maybe he doesn't like me. Yeah, but I was like, why would he keep asking me out to dinner? I was like, okay, I'm going to keep going, keep going, keep going. Finally, on the seventh date, I think I actually cooked. I wouldn't cook for her, for anybody either. Yeah. And I was like, okay, seventh date. And I was like, fine, I'll, I'll finally cook. I made him these quinoa cakes and salad or wow. something. And then he kissed me. I was like, great. It took a meal for you to kiss That's me? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I had no idea that this guy liked me. No idea. Yeah, I mean, that's, hey, that's the, that's the good ones. Yeah. What made you want to go into video production? Oh, man. Um... I think it was essentially, I had started, I did this video project for English class in my sophomore year of high school. And essentially, um, it was for like Julius Caesar. And actually, no way, it was was before that. It It was essentially for an English project. I think it was my freshman year. Yeah, my freshman year. Um... And we did like a little castaway spoof. Like it was, it since we had to do like a creative project and then you had to do a video on it and really cool project. We shot it on like my dad's handy cam, had no editing software. So we had to press stop, you know, and then do our next scene. And, oh, sure. Yeah. And a couple of cuts actually were like really smart editing. I didn't, we didn't mean to do it, but it was like really funny, you know, like smash cuts in there. Yeah. And essentially like the teacher loved it. So this was the best project in there. And I started kind of like, man, wow. She showed it to every class. I was nervous, sweating bullets. Like is uh, like I was very self-conscious about stuff at that time. And then um, I did the Julius Caesar school project again. She spotted it and she was like, this is great. You know, you need to, you know, let's show, I'm going to show it to my entire, all my classes. And like, this is an example. And I was terrible at math, terrible at English, but man, I knew how to do creative stuff in art. And my mom said like, hey, you know you could get a scholarship if you did video stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what, really? Because I was like, I'm not getting there with my grades. <laughs> I was right. like, I know that for sure. <laughs> and I think that's what she was telling me. like, hey, you can get it for doing creative stuff. And I was like, oh, man, let me try to do that. And then when she said that, I just went full throttle on it. Like I I went to Office Depot and I, I bought like this uh, editing software called Magic Studio Deluxe. Ooh. And I had 10 bucks and my friend Reed had like 40 and we merged it together and I bought it. And this is what I edited with for years, you know, and I self-taught myself how to edit, how to upload footage and all that stuff and um, really started getting heavy into it. And then, you know, since out of high school, when I did TV production, I was just like on a different wavelength, like then or, or different like skill level than everybody else. And, uh, from there, I just kind of started doing the YouTube thing, and it was just it just blew up. Yeah, you know, slowly. I mean, you're such a natural at it. I mean, all the edits that you do, even for the trailers for Final yeah. Space. I mean, they're so beautiful. Well, that was all kind of. Uh, I never took a class on editing, so it's like it's always it was always a self taught kind of thing. And I remember when when I did actually try to to take a class in college for editing, the teacher every teacher hated me. By the way, every 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 video production teacher. Film teacher, they all hated me because I didn't do anything by their way, you know, because I was always self-taught. I was like, this is how I was, how I learned. Right. And my mom always said, you know, art, there's no rules. There is no rules. Yeah. You can do things how you want to do them. Don't let somebody tell you otherwise. And so I remember I was editing a project and I was, and I was putting music down and I was editing to the music and the teacher comes up and says, you can't do that. 
And I'm like, why? He's like, because that's just not how you edit. That's not how you become a good editor. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she ended up giving me like a C on the project. What? But it was like she, everybody loved it. Like right. it was a great project. And um, she just, because I broke the rules all the time. Yeah. And then I did internship, had a guy there say that I was never going to make it in this industry, flat out to my face, tried to fail me. And I was like, dude, you guys never gave me any work. I did everything you asked of me. And I did, you know, right. I did every job, you know, to the best of my ability. And Let's hunt like, out this bastard. Yeah. Where is he? <laughs> I've always wanted to say it's like, hey, hey look at me now, me. you know, but it's like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, that guy told me, um, gave me something that just, I don't know, was like, I'm going to prove that guy wrong. So maybe, exactly. maybe if in a weird way, I needed to hear that to basically be like, just wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you do because it's so, this profession is so hard. Yeah. And even my entire family has no idea what I do. Yeah. No idea. And it's always like, well, are you going to get a real job soon? Or yeah. you're just playing with dolls. And I was like, well, not re- I'm I'm not playing with dolls. I'm actually yeah. making art and yeah. and I'm making a living at it, which is really difficult. It's, it's hard to, especially that. I mean, it, it's like, how do you explain that to somebody? A lot of people don't understand. Yeah, they don't. That, especially with stop motion or animation, it's like you're making cartoons, yeah. you know, like, or, but I think it's, it's once there's a validation for it. You know, like once somebody gives you like, you know, like for example, you're an Anomalisa, which is Academy. Okay. I finally got validation after what working in 17 years or something. And my sister that morning texted me, she goes, she was like, Oh my God, did you, did did you just get nominated for an Oscar? Yeah. And I like was like I'm like I'm like kind of like half asleep and yeah. I'm like what what's going on? And yeah. I was like oh shit that's happening today. And I was like yeah I just did. <laughs> it's like that's the then it's like hey guess what you know. Yeah. But it's like it's it's hard especially even for the 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 YouTube side because there's so many bad influences that have come out of out of YouTube yeah. like just bad like yeah. I don't think there's been. There's been a few that have popped up that have been like, that actually have done something, but it's like, once you hear YouTube, it's, they just like turn their face yeah. snobby. You Absolutely. Know? Like I just got done with a, a comedy show at, uh, in Dallas and essentially I was sitting in the, in the, uh, the green room and there's like a very paper thin wall where they're like the employees, I could hear them talk mm-hmm. an entire hour of them just kind of bad talking me oh. to saying like, he's a YouTuber. He's probably gonna be very funny. Yeah. You know, it's like his fans or whatever, you know, like yeah. he's like, they're not buying any drinks or anything. They're just getting sodas. And I'm like, mm. it's a, like 2 PM. Like, what do you expect? Look at a soda. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to get that validation for something creative, especially if, if you don't get any like, uh, good press or anything yeah. like that. So it's like, it's, it's, it's definitely hard to explain for yeah. sure. When did you, uh, when did you feel that you got your validation? Um, probably when a final space got picked up, you know, when I got the post that Conan was executive producing, everybody was like, what, what? <laughs> it's like, it's, it, it, it happened, you yeah. know, like, um, cause I had been doing it for over a decade, yeah. you know, and it was like, it was nothing was really happening in Nashville, Tennessee. So it was, it was cool to kind of, I think, get that a little bit of validation for, um, for that, for sure. And that was, that was a cool moment. Yeah. Um, I'm, I talk about you all the time. You know, I used to tell people, I'm like, what an inspiring story. Somebody who's, yeah. who believed in himself from high school and just kept on going, kept on going, kept on going. And then 
did all this stuff on YouTube and then now has made this transition from YouTube into mainstream, which isn't very common. Like, that's really incredible. I mean, you have to be proud of yourself. Somewhat. I mean, I think think if if anything, I think it would be... um yeah, I don't know. I, I, right now, I'm trying to figure out if if I'm a fluke or not. You know, like you're it's not like, a fluke. You're yeah. you're you're extremely <laughs> okay. This is I always have to tell husband too. I was like, I'm 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 saying this as an and I never use this. I'm an Oscar nominated producer yeah. saying how talented you are. Yeah, you know? I, that's, well, that's a huge. Thank you so much. I yeah. mean, that, just the fact that you talk me up. I think it's it's. I think for me, it's the outside looking in. There hasn't been a lot of like, you know, people that have come from YouTube or online that have like successfully went past a season two, yeah. <laughs> you know, of something. They've exactly. all, there's been some that have gotten shows, yes. you know, they've done shows, yes. but have they gotten past that season two mark? Have they stayed in the industry? Mm-hmm. And that's what something that I'm, I'm trying to work on right now, which is like, if I can, if something else happens, right. then it's not. I'm no longer like a an experiment. Right, like you're I, not a one hit wonder. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm. I'm. I'm like TBS's little experiment. It's like yeah. maybe it. Maybe it's going to pan out. Maybe yeah. it's not going to pan. Out. Yeah. <laughs> like we'll see. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what? Though all of us have that. You know. Yeah. Even you know working on Anomalisa, it's like okay, great. So it's like you would. I kind of stopped going to functions. Yeah. Because people would see you and they'd be like, "What are you working on next? What are you working on yeah. next? What's coming out?" And yeah. I'm like. I don't know. Can I get some sleep first? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you're standing there like in this yeah. daze and it's like all of a sudden they just want more and more and more. And it's like, you know what? Stop. Let me regroup. Yeah. Let me get some rest. Let me figure out what I really enjoy doing yeah. and what I'm really good at. Yeah. And I will make something else. I think, yeah, that's the thing that uh, that I'm realizing too is the the, the exhaustion of animation it is an exhausting profession for yeah. sure it's like you a lot of people i think when they see animation they're like this seems so easy yeah you know it's like it's look at it it's just it looks so easy but they don't realize it's like it's almost like a year uh, or more yeah. you know of just making this thing where it's like live action you're kind of done in six months yes animation it's like it's a just a Beast. It's a marathon that <laughs> keeps going. It keeps going. Yeah. Notes after notes and you know, retakes and this and comping and and just it's it it's just crazy how uh how difficult it is. But yeah, it is very exhausting for sure. And I, I think the honestly one of the worst parts that I don't think a lot of people actually discuss is like when it actually does come out, that's that's the part I actually hate the most. <laughs> as weird as it is. Because it's like then it's out there. It could it do well? Could it not do well? You're you're like stressing out about how it's going to do, and the entire time you're just you just are at the whim of of people. You know, are they going to tune in or not? You know, yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it's 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 definitely interesting. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, What do your parents think about your transition? Oh man, they they've always been super supportive of of me. They actually, um, I think it was like. Probably in, in, in high school, I mean, I had to buy my first editing software. I don't think they got it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, this is, it's a pretty wild, ambitious thing for this kid to start right. thinking about this. And he's in Tennessee. Right. Um, and then it was just like, I think they started to see that I was really passionate about it. And they started to like really kind of, you know, supporting me. Like my dad bought me this computer, my first editing computer. Um and then, you know, 
from there, a camera, you know, like the, every little thing they kind of like slowly supported me on. And, um, I think once they found out, it was like, yeah, he's not getting rid of this. Like this <laughs> he's, he's in it. And this is what he wants to do. Um, they were always supportive, like every, every step of the way. I mean, they've, I couldn't ask for really better parents in that situation. I mean, there were times where, you know, I was doing the YouTube side of stuff that they were like, you need to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You got to yeah. get a job. Why'd you, why'd you let go of that job? Go work, go get a job. Um, but I think it was, they always supported the idea of, of me doing that, you know, um, especially in college and getting out of college and, and just kind of really, uh, doing that stuff. But they're, they're, I mean, super proud. I, I would hope, yeah, you know, so, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, I made you some egg rolls. Yes, today. <laughs> here it is. Uh, I'm going to go grab them for you. Yes. <laughs> So, I made your mother's famous spring rolls. <laughs> Let's try it. What kind of mustard is this? Uh, I just made some hot mustard. Oh. <laughs> I, I eat too much hot mustard. <laughs> no, that's, that's right on. Is it? That's so good. Yeah. Does that remind you of the time you fried it for Rachel or when your mom made it for you? <laughs> I think it reminded me of when my mom made it for me. Really? Yeah. Because mine, mine I made massive. They were like they were like a log. Like a burrito. And a little bit smaller, like a little mini burrito. Uh-huh. But yeah, my mom always made them kind of like a little tighter. Um, but yeah, it definitely reminds me of when my mom made them. <laughs> when was the last time with that? Um, high school, mm-hmm. probably high school. I don't remember the exact what I was doing at the time. I just remember I was with friends. I came in. I instantly knew by the smell what was happening. Ran into the kitchen, grabbed like as many as I could, and she was like, "Get away! Get away! Get away! Get away!" I was like, "No! No! 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 no. This is <laughs> you don't make these ever." You know. Um. And then, yeah, I mean, essentially she, there was like, I think the last time she made it was in high school. So, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad you like them. I'm always so worried about making Asian food because it's always like this, it's like a mental block in my yeah. head that I can never make it like the way my mom or dad makes it. I think it's like, she didn't get the recipe from anybody Asian. So right. it's like. It's it's just whatever's inside of it, right. you know? And that's what an egg roll is. It's like fried rice. Yeah. You can throw anything in fried rice and it'll taste good. So I think egg rolls too. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you guys living when she made that? Collierville? Mm-hmm. So we were in our the first house house that we ever got. And uh funny enough, that house was actually way haunted. Really? <laughs> Crazy haunted. Uh, I tell the, one of the, the stories on my live show and it was just like, uh, I would always kind of like, I started sleepwalking a lot and I would end up in the game room. Like we had this game room on the, on the top floor and it's where we had the workout equipment and we had our big screen TV and it was where we watch movies. And I remember I would just kind of some nights just kind of wake up in there. Lights would be off. The door would be locked and the TV would just be static. 
And then there was a few times where the lazy, the, my dad's lazy boy would just come be rocking. And I'm like, there's a ghost in here. So <laughs> let me just get out of here. Um, but there was, yeah, I, I always felt that was place was messed up. And then the one, the one story that I tell on my, on my tour, um, is essentially I was doing this book report. Um, cause my parents made me do book reports one summer. It was terrible. Actually, it was the worst <laughs> thing imaginable. And, I was up in my dad's office where they went to go to Tunica to go gamble. Mm-hmm. And so I had to finish this book report by the time they came back. And I remember I was sitting there typing along and I was just like, man, I don't feel like I'm a, I'm alone in this room. Oh my you know? God. You know that feeling? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's like you feel like there's an empty, a presence in there. And I kept looking behind me. I was like, I don't see anyone in here. I don't know what's like, what's going on. I, I, I popped out of the hallway and I was like, it's like, it feels okay out here, but in here, it feels really weird. And my dad's office was always, always had like a weird feeling to it. That in the game room, those two rooms were always the ones that were like, something was fishy about it. And I remember I, I sat back down in the chair and then I was like, just kind of like, man, I can't shake this feeling. I started just surveying everything about the room, like looking around. And then I looked right behind me and there's two footprints. Shut up. Oh my God. I just got chills. <laughs> embedded in the carpet behind me. Right. Oh my God. And I'm like, and I just stare at it like, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right at all. So I get up and I do the Cinderella test where I put my foot in there and see the fits, you know, it was like, cause it, maybe it's my foot. Maybe mm-hmm. I just was there, but it was like, it was really weird. It was like, they were just kind of facing me like somebody was leaning over me, like watching me do the book report. Mm-hmm. And I put my foot in it and it's bigger. And I'm like a size 13. Okay. So I'm like, what the freak is going on? And so I just kind of rubbed the thing out. Right. And it ultimately ended up being where it's like, you know, I was like, I kind of called it out. I was like, Hey, you need to leave me alone and get the freak out of here. Yeah. Right. And I just kind of sat there for a little bit and nothing happened. And then finally the, the door just kind of slowly shuts and it just, and it's like, Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, what the Oh my God, what I'm is going on? Because it was the door. My dad always held it closed with this penny jar. It had he had this jar full with like coins and quarters and stuff like that. And he always left it open. He always put it there because the door would just naturally kind of shut. But for some odd reason, the penny jar wasn't there. Like like right closing it, like holding it shut, and mm-hmm. it just kind of closes. And I was like, this is this is it. I'm done with this book report. <laughs> it's like I'm that's it. Running out of the house. Um, but that was always like a weird house. It was it was an old house, um, especially in Tennessee. It was like just you know who knows. I think somebody said there was an old lady that may have passed away in there. Like when we moved in there, like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that was her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe she was just checking, with big feet, big feet, just <laughs> checking it out. I don't know. But uh, she was checking your grammar on that book report. That's what I was <laughs> <laughs> it's there, not there. <laughs> um, yeah, but essentially that's. That was the last time I, I really remember that house. I, after that, I went to my Trinity Lakes apartment. So, mm. yeah, just kind of a weird, weird house in general. But that was the last time she made spring rolls. She hasn't made it since. Um, so, yeah, I think this is the... This Maybe is the, she gave it to you in hopes that you would make it for her. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, she needs to make it for me. Yeah. What if you guys make it together? But she's so much better at it. She can show you her secret. I don't know what she does, though. That's like, she doesn't need to show me her secret. I, I don't want to know the secret. 
I just want awesome spring rolls made by my mom. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I hope this was what you're looking for. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. It's easy to get lost in our own world. So the next time you bite into something that reminds you of a loved one, give them a call. Say hello. Tell them you thought of them and see what happens.